Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Um, welcome to Serial Killers and Seltzer. I am your host, Kaylee. I did not print my notes today. I have them on my laptop and I'm also recording on my laptop. So we'll see how this fucking goes. I don't know if you can tell, but I have a bit of a sore throat due to a ear infection and ear infection. That was stupid. So hopefully I don't, uh, cough or snort in your ear or bother you with my stupid voice. Okay, so like I said, I did not print my notes. Um, Hopefully this goes well and hopefully you are not annoyed by my fucking raspy ass voice. Um, So anyway, um, today we will be talking about the missing Girls of Panama, or the Missing Tourists of Panama, or the Missing Dutch Tourists of Panama. Anywho, uh, today we will, god fucking damn it, we're already doing great. Today we will be talking about the Missing Panama Tourists, um, so Chris Kremers and Lisanne Froon are the girls that went missing in Panama, um, they, so it is considered to be unsolved, but I think I fucking cracked the case, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so it's unsolved, although if you talk to the authorities in Panama, uh, they, wait, yeah, anyway, the authorities in Panama say that it's solved. I disagree, whatever. Um, so... The two went missing early 2014 while on a hike in Panama. Um, Some of their scattered remains were eventually found, but how they died and the circumstances around or their circumstances surrounding their disappearance is still highly debated and contested. Okay. Sorry, I burped, my friends. Um... I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's let's start this. Hold on. Before I jump into this and we get all sad and upset. Um, so, last week, I told you guys that I was not drinking alcohol, correct? Well, I was sober for a, about a week and a half. And, uh, yeah. It, I think it went really well. I uh, figured out some things about myself and... I'm drinking again. <laughs> um, it was kind of just a self-experiment. Um, and, yeah, I kind of figured some stuff out. And, yeah, so today I am drinking a mixture of uh, vodka and water. I know that sounds weird, but I mixed in some of my... Um, flavor mix from Bucked Up. It's literally just drink flavoring and it's strawberry kiwi. It's a little sour, but it's actually really good with uh, water and vodka. So I'm basically just drinking water, guys. So it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, So anyway, enough about me. Back to these hikers. So these girls were Dutch students who disappeared on April 1st, 2014 while hiking the L... Pianista Trail in Panama. 
Lisa Froon and Chris Kremers were friends and roommates from the, the Netherlands. Lisa Ann was 22 and Chris was 21. Both girls grew up in Amersfoort in the Netherlands. Lisa Ann Froon was described by her family and friends as brave, liked to take risks, super athletic. Uh, apparently, she was a huge volleyball star and highly intelligent. She had an athletic build. She was six foot tall, jeez, and loved photography. Chris Kremers was described as very outgoing. She was an actress at one point. Uh, she had strawberry blonde hair, blue eyes, two brothers, one older, one, uh, one younger. These two shared a passion of travel and adventure. Uh, seem... It seemed that uh, Lee Sand was more of a risk taker and Chris kept her grounded and was a little more cautious in her adventuring. So they kind of balanced each other out and it seemed uh, Chris kept Lee Sand grounded. The girls had moved in together sharing a dorm and they both worked at the same cafe. They had moved, they have, sorry, they had saved up, saved up for six months for a trip to Panama they had been planning. The trip was a graduation celebration for Froon, as she had recently graduated with a degree in applied science in September 2013. <coughs> Sorry about that. The intention was to combine the vacation with humanitarian efforts while also practicing their Spanish. Uh, so the two were very... Or, the two were going to volunteer as social workers. Uh, they were going to volunteer at a school. Um, on March 15th, 2014, they departed from Amsterdam to Panama. They uh, planned to stay in Panama for six weeks. Four of those weeks were to be spent living with a host family while they were... Uh... <coughs> Jesus. This might be rough, guys. Hold on, give me a second. Holy fuck. Only one page deep and I'm already fucking dying. Sorry about that, guys. Hopefully this whole thing does not go like that. Um, But we're gonna fucking struggle through it. Uh, Hopefully I can get this finished tonight. It's already almost 8 o'clock, so... Alright, let's do this. So, anyway. They plan to stay in Panama for six weeks... Four of those weeks were to be spent living with a host family uh, while they were working as volunteers in Boquette. They arrived in Boquette on March 29th. When they first arrived, the administrators from the program they were volunteering for uh, gave them the wrong dates and weren't ready for them for another week. So, the girls decided to make the most of it and explore the small mountain village of Boquette and the surrounding area. So apparently this uh the administration at this school that they were supposed to be volunteering at gave them the wrong dates for when they were supposed to show up and they showed up early and uh I believe one of the girls told the told their parents like whatever messaged their parents, called their parents, whatever, and said that the administration was being rude to them about that, but literally it was their 
typo that made the girls show up early. Can you imagine if they actually would have shown up on time? They might not have gone on this hike. So see what a what a typo can do for your life. Um so April first, two thousand fourteen, at around eleven AM, Chris and Lisa Ann sat set out on a hike. Uh yeah, they set out on a hike. Um, it is highly recommended in Panama to get a tour guide if you are unfamiliar with the area, which they obviously were. They were tourists. They've only been there for a couple weeks. Um, they had never done this hike before. Um, this hike was the oh, this hike was to take them into the clouded forest that sound that surrounded the uh. Baru Volcano on El Pianista, sorry, Pianista Trail, not far from Boquet. These forests are, forests are rainforest types in, oh, oh, yeah, these are rainforests, sorry, in the rainy season known for flash floods and mudslides, um, but... When the girls went out, it was a beautiful sunny day, and the girls didn't plan on being out more than a few hours, uh, or so they thought. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) The girls packed a small bag uh, between the two of them with a bottle of water. Uh, A lot of resources say um, there were two bras in the backpack but like when you look at the pictures they look like swimsuit tops so I'm thinking maybe they brought like some swimsuit tops just in case they ran into some water waterfalls I don't know they look like swimsuit tops to me and it sounds weird to say that they had two bras in their backpack so we're gonna say swimsuit tops um a camera and their cell phones was what was in the bag or their backpack Yes, buddy? Mommy? Yes? Can I show my donkey? Donkey? Can I show my dog? Dog? Kennedy, come here. I don't know what's happening. She said something about a dog or a donkey. I don't know. Uh, so the girls packed a small bag, blah, 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 between them. Um, here we are. They even brought along their host family's dog. His name is Blue. Uh, to keep them company. The girls were planning the hike to... They were planning the hike to the Continental Divide, which was about a four-hour hike. Um... Once you get to the Continental Divide, you can see the beautiful views uh, of the clouded forest, but uh, that is supposedly, oh, past that is supposedly treacherous jungle and very dangerous trails. Sorry again, seems I can only get about five minutes in before I start fucking hacking up a lung. Um, anyway, so once you get to the Continental Divide, you can see the beautiful views of the uh, clouded forest, but past that, it is supposedly treacherous terrain and jungles with dangerous trails. Um, I guess the trails are 
mostly meant for the Nagobi uh, tribes. Those are the indigenous tribes that uh, live up there in the area. So they are not uh, kept by uh, the rangers or anyone, any of the guides or anything. They're just basically just trails that the indigenous people use. And uh, yeah, there's really no maintenance or anything done on them. So that's why they are not very safe for tourists. Um, the trail that they intended to take had three parts to it. The first part had beautiful scenery and pastures uh, that opened up. Um, so I guess this first part was pretty easy. Uh, the second leg is the straight up jungle. Uh, I guess there's vegetation, animals, and insects. Um, not interested in that. Uh, giant fucking bugs no thank you uh third part of the oh third part you enter the clouded forest uh supposed supposed to be uh absolutely breathtaking um so 30 more minutes up uh is when you're supposed to be up above the clouds so i guess 30 minutes after you hit the beginning of the third leg you should be like up above the clouds where you can see all the scenery and everything um and across the divide you enter the thick ass jungle uh the canyons the ravines um not made for tourists to hike like i said um the only way across most of these obstacles on this uh side of the divide are monkey bridges which are those uh fucking sketchy ass uh rope bridges you literally have to fucking walk across a rope and hold onto the ropes on the side like a fucking jungle gym. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, these two did not pack uh, for the treacherous excursion that uh, they found themselves on. Uh, they had one pack or goddamn it, one backpack between the both of them, one bottle of water, and no food. Uh, the pair even posted a, hold on, Facebook. The pair even posted on Facebook that they were going to walk around Boquette before their hike. Uh, there are confirmed witnesses that say they saw the two having brunch with two other Dutchmen before going on their trail. Uh, when people first heard of this brunch encounter with these two men, they immediately wanted to point fingers. Uh, but it was said that the girls knew these men, possibly other uh, volunteers from the program the girls came came to um, Panama for. Um, but it was blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These men were cleared, uh, cleared of any involvement extremely quickly. Um, so things took a turn for the worst when evening fell and Blue, the host family's dog, returned home without the girls. I mean, at least he was safe. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's always a good day when a dog doesn't get hurt. But yeah, anyway, uh, the host family bega began immediately freaking out and ended up getting in touch with uh, Lise Ann's parents. The girls' parents became frantic when they stopped receiving messages and calls from the girls. Um, the family had been using uh, WhatsApp 
to stay in contact with the girls. Uh, I think it's just a texting app. Um, I'm not sure if it's used with just Wi-Fi. So, obviously, there's no Wi-Fi in the jungle. Um, and then they did not make it back to civilization to connect to Wi-Fi to contact their parents. Um, but the next day, the family... Oh, wait, the police, sorry. The next day, the police were finally called. They were actually alerted by one of the local tour guides named Feliciano Gonzalez. We don't like this guy. I don't, anyway. Uh, He was supposedly supposed to meet the girls that morning around 8 a.m. They arranged for him to take them on a hike the morning after their solo hike. Um... He immediately became concerned when the girls failed to show up. Uh, The police went immediately to the host family and quickly determined the girls had never made it back from their hike. Uh, April 3rd is when the search began. Uh, They utilized aerial searches. They had locals, including farmers and indigenous tribes, uh, help with the large area. Obviously, they knew the area like the back of their hand. They knew those trails. Uh, April 6th, both of the girls' parents flew into Panama uh, accompanied by Dutch police. The Dutch police force came with special forces, detectives, and canine units. Uh, They weren't fucking around. They were ready. Uh, For 10 days straight, all parties searched but came up with absolutely nothing, not even a shred of evidence on the path Uh, The girls should have been taking, which is a little strange. Uh, The parents released a $30,000 reward for any information about uh, the girls' whereabouts. Uh, It wasn't until 10 weeks later on June 14th that a backpack was brought uh, to the police. The backpack was found by a Nagobi woman, uh, like I said, the indigenous tribe were the Nagobis. Uh, she had found the backpack near a riverbank in Alto Romero in the region of Bolcas del Toro. I'm doing really well. <laughs> so this area was 12 hours by foot from the Continental Divide, uh, and the girls were only hiking to the Continental Divide and were supposed to come, or were supposed to turn around and go right back to town. Um, so that's a little, little out of the way, 12 hours out of the way. Uh, the woman that brought, the woman that brought the bag into the police station said she knew for a fact, uh, that backpack was not there the day before when she was tending to her rice paddy near the riverbank. Uh, she claimed it looked, uh, placed neatly on a rock. Um, after, after a search of the contents, which included in cash, two bras, which I said swimsuit tops. Strange that they call them bras. I I don't know. They look like swimsuit tops to me. Anyway, uh, two pairs of sunglasses, Lise Ann's passport, a water bottle, a Canon uh, PowerShot XS270 camera, sorry, Lise Ann's Samsung Galaxy phone, and uh, Chris's iPhone 4. Everything was completely dry, no water damage, and it was all in great condition. 
which do you remember I told you that it was a fucking rainforest? So 10 weeks in the rain or in the river and everything is perfectly fine. And it's not a waterproof backpack. It's literally just a nylon regular backpack. Her passport's not ruined. The phones are not water damaged. Everything is fine. (laughs) Strange. Bye. Kennedy would like to say goodnight to everyone. Say goodnight, everyone. Night, oh, daddy. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Say goodnight, everybody. Night, oh, daddy. Stop. <laughs> okay, say goodbye, Kennedy. Bye, my little Teddy. Bye, little Kennedy. Bye, me, okay. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here, Lucky. Go to bed. No, I not go bed. Yeah, you said you were going to bed. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love you. No, we go bed. Okay, well, I gotta keep recording this. You gotta go. Oh. Kennedy, go. No, we, no, I okay. Okay, go, new lucky. Get out. They're not nice. Love you. <laughs> love you. Night, Mama. Good night. I love you. Okay, goodbye. Bye, Mama. Bye, new lucky. Bye, Kennedy. Don't close the door, it's too hot. Bye, Mama. Bye. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so sorry about that. I'm just going to leave that in there. That was probably a little bit cute. Probably annoying. Sorry. Um, So, it was determined uh that the bag indeed did belong to uh Ann, which uh obviously her fucking passport and uh, the girl's cell phones were in there so that makes a hundred percent sense hundred percent okay anyway <laughs> uh so it was the phone and the camera that provided the most evidence but also the most confusion. So, uh, once data was obtained from the phones, it was determined that both girls had attempted to call the police several times. Uh, the local emergency number was uh, 112. The girls were calling that and also uh, calling 911. I guess that was also used in uh, Panama. So, at... 4:39 p.m., which was only a few hours after the girls uh, set off on their hike, uh, Chris's phone made the first call to the police. Um, so it seemed like they discovered pretty quickly that they were lost. Um, the second call was made at 4:51 p.m. from Lise Ann's phone. Uh, so only only a few minutes later. Unfortunately, in the dense rainforest, there was no reception. Um, on April third, the same day the search, the yeah, the same day the search uh, had officially begun, another call was made to the police and lasted one second before the signal cut out. Can you fucking imagine how heartbreaking that must have been? Like they thought that they actually got a hold of someone, and then it just the call ended. Um. It's terrible. Also, uh, while people were searching for them, uh, they were calling the police for help. So, I can't imagine how far away the search rescues were. Um, 
On April 5th, Lise Ann's battery died. Uh, Chris's phone was turned on several times to search for a, a signal, but no more calls were made that day. On April 6th, several incorrect PIN codes uh, were entered into Chris's phone. After all the attempts, the phone never had the correct PIN entered ever again. Um, there is a theory... Uh, oh, there's a theory that maybe Chris was injured, unconscious, or possibly dead, uh, and Lise Ann attempted to get into her phone to call for help one last time. Uh, there's another theory that possibly a third party was attempting to get into the phone, but was unsuccessful. Uh, I personally believe it was, uh, Lise Ann trying to get into the phone and make a call for help. Um, but just a little side note, make sure you share your pin with your friends. Uh, God forbid something ever happens to anyone. You want someone to have quick access to your cellular device so that they can either call for help or send a message or get your emergency contacts if they need to. Just share your pin with somebody. Um, over three days... Between April 7th through the 10th, uh, 77 emergency call attempts were made from Chris's iPhone. Emergency call, uh, yeah, obviously emergency calls can be made without the PIN being entered um, on the iPhone. So, I don't, hmm. With that being said, I wonder if maybe... I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Lee Sand trying to get into the phone then. I don't know. Because you can make emergency calls without having the phone, like, pin. You just, can you just swipe up and just make a call? I don't know. Whatever. But, I don't know. Maybe she was trying to write a note in the phone. Maybe she was trying to write a goodbye note. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Um, so on April 11th, the phone was turned on at 10.51 a.m. And uh, just over an hour later, it turned off for good. Uh, as if as if the attempted calls and incorrect PIN attempts weren't ominous enough, the, fo- the photos on the camera and phones were even more spooky and confusing. So over a hundred photos were recovered from the camera. Uh, The first dozen or so are normal. The friends taking selfies on top of the, uh, yeah, on top of the divide. Um, Most of the photos were of Chris because Lise Ann had a love for photography and took most of the pictures. Uh, So most of the pictures were of Chris or scenery um, there is no third party visible, and the women were seemingly having a good time. So, Lise Ann's camera showed that the two of them had one wandered into the trail near the Continental Divide and possibly became lost. Uh, geographical features near a riverbed uh, visible in the photos placed them about an hour away from the top of the divide heading downtown or how heading downhill away from Boquette. Uh, this suggests that they had wandered 
off onto a network of trails not maintained by rangers or guides. Like I was talking to you guys earlier, these trails are not meant for tourists and are used exclusively by the Nagobi tribe. Um, since this incident, a sign has actually been uh, placed urging the tourists to turn back. Um, like wrong way signs, like letting everyone know that they're on the wrong path and that these paths are not maintained and they're not safe for tourists. So there was unfortunately no sign at this time in 2014, but now there is. So hopefully this saves, saves some lives. Um, these trails can be treacherous when it rains with mud reaching knee height high and paths that are so steep that you have to crab walk down on all fours. At some point, the ravines are so steep, the only way to cross is by walking across notoriously dangerous and unstable rope bridges, also known as monkey bridges, like we talked a little bit about earlier. Uh, Chris and Lise Ann were not dressed or packed to take on this terrain. Um, so one would ask, why would they have done this? How did they get here? Uh, so certified forensic photo analyst Keith Rosenthal says they may have already been lost at this point and were taking these pictures to document where they had already been in hopes of not walking in circles. Um, so the last photo of Chris's face shows her turning back to the camera as she crosses a stream. Um, and she doesn't really seem very happy. I'll probably post a couple of these pictures on Instagram. Um, the quality isn't that great, but you can kind of see her face and she does not look very happy. Um, though it is unclear why. Uh, possibly because uh, they started to realize that they were lost. Um, and things were getting real. I don't know. So April 8th is when things made a turn for the worst. Uh, one week after the girls were officially declared missing, at the time, 90 flash fo uh, photographs were taken on the camera between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Uh, so this would average to be about one photo taken every two minutes. Um, a lot of the photos were completely dark um, and unfocused. A lot of people speculate that this was because they, uh, oh, because there, little about because there was a search party wandering around the area uh, that night looking for them, and girl, and the girls were attempting to signal them with the flash. If this was the case, it was unfortunately unsuccessful. So there was a forensic photo analyst that said uh, this is not likely because the area the photos were taken uh, was much too dense and searchers would not have been able to see the flashes. Uh, I guess too much vegetation and uh, obviously they were in the forest, jungle, whatever. Uh, so uh, it would be it would have been more likely for them to be found if they went to a more clear flat area. Um, well, what if they were too injured, you know? What if they were injured and they could not travel to a clearing, Mr. Photo Forensic Analyst Man? Did you ever think about that? <sighs> anyway.
Another theory was they were trying to uh, light their way using the Flash. Um, George Reese, uh, another forensic imaging analyst, says all the images taken during this time are uh, shot from virtually the same spot with the point of reference changing by just a few feet because of uh oh because of this he dismisses the speculation that the women were trying to use the flash as a light source what i say to that though georgie is uh so i don't know if i talked about it yet but the women get injured okay Lisanne breaks her foot, okay? Um, she was behind the camera, right? So, if she had a broken foot, she wouldn't have been able to move that fast. So, maybe her moving extremely slow was why the camera didn't seem like it was moving very far. Every couple... Every couple minutes or whatever, it was in a like a slightly different spot. But maybe that's because she was slow. She couldn't get there any faster. She had a mangled foot. Stupid. Anyway. <laughs> uh, a third theory was that they were trying to scare off wild animals in the area. Nobody debunked that one. So that could be a possibility. Makes sense. Jaguars and shit. Sorry, I'm moving around a lot. My leg hurts. I'm a mess, guys. Um, okay. So, a couple of the photos show that they were near a river and a ravine. A few other photos were strange and confusing. They show a small twig with uh, small bits of trash wrapped uh, wrapped around it on top of a rock. Uh, possibly like a makeshift uh, sight marker so that they wouldn't get lost or so that they would know if they run into the same area again, I guess. Um, another photo showed toilet paper and a mirror on another rock uh, seemed to read as an SOS uh, with the mirror being attempted to flag down um, any aerial searchers in the area. Um I wonder if they just found all this trash out there. Like, if they just, the hikers just leave a mirror and toilet paper. or, But if there were toilet paper out there, maybe they brought it. I don't know. I don't know if maybe they had that in their backpack and they were using it. But it just seems weird that the toilet paper wouldn't get wet if someone had left it out there in the wilderness. Um, but anyway. Uh... Then the photo started to get scary. Uh, One photo showed Chris with blood on her temple, with her hair matted and seemingly soaked with blood. Uh, Clearly a photo of an an injury, but could this be a photo of Chris's injury after she had already died? Uh, Wilderness survival expert Carl Wheel seemed to think so. He believed that uh, that the thought of her friend's body being swept away down the stream by the heavy rain prompted Lise Ann to take these pictures uh, uh, as documentation to show what happened and where she had left Chris's body. 
Um, but I, I wonder why she wouldn't have taken like an entire, like a picture of the entire body. Seems kind of strange that she would just take a close-up picture of her head. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure she was in shock and she, they've been in the wilderness for over a week. So they've been lost in the jungle. So I'm sure she did what she could. Um, Will also says when the dark photos are enhanced, he can make out what he believes to be a monkey bridge in the back. Uh, these notorious dangerous, notoriously dangerous rope bridges are used by the Nagobi to travel across treacherous ravines. I wonder how many times I'm going to say notoriously dangerous. That's like number three right now. We play drinking game, notoriously dangerous. It's my rap name. Um, no. Notoriously dangerous monkey bridge, dog. Anyway. In the foreground of this photo is a makeshift marker with a branch pointing across the rope, uh, across the rope bridge and another branch pointing downstream. Um, maybe Lee San was trying to convey that Chris was, uh, trying to cross the monkey bridge to get across the ravine to try and get out of this jungle when Chris fell 60 feet into the ravine to her death. Um, so there's one photo, uh, that is thought to be a body down in the ravine. Uh, the theory is that Lee San was taking a photo of Chris or, uh, possibly even just trying to use the flash to shine, um, some light on her friend after she took a fall, um, obviously from the monkey bridge. Um, so I've actually seen the photo and it's really hard to tell uh because it's so dark uh even with all the editing and light manipulation um done by investigators it's still really hard to to tell what it is um you can however see that something is there um is it a body i'm not sure uh i'll actually post a picture on the on my instagram and uh let me know what you guys think um we should probably get a hold of, like, uh, Penelope Garcia. You know what I mean? Call her up. I'm sure she'd be able to enhance the photo and get us some answers. Um, her and Derek Morgan. A theory of these strange photos seem to show a method to the madness. A sequence of the photos, a couple, uh, wait, a close-up photo, then a bunch, uh, and then a bunch of each direction, up, side to side, down towards the river, then the sequence would repeat itself. Um, some experts believe it was some encrypted message uh, or some uh, there was some reason in this sequence, but no one has been able to decode this pattern. Um, during, during the course of the investigation, it was discovered that there was one missing photo in the series of photos taken. It was among the photos taken during the day on the first day. So the photos go from uh, 507, 508, and then to 510. So 510 was taken a week later on April 8th at 1.30 in the morning. So the missing photo was taken between those time frames. Um... Investigators say that they should have been 
able to recover the photo from the memory card, but the photo was nowhere to be found. Uh, they had no explanation. Um, it's strange that uh, it's not a photo during the day, like when they were all happy, or like during the night when it was like a fucking, obviously a fucking nightmare. Um, it's in between during the week, like, during the week that, uh, they were missing, where no one seems to know what actually happened to the girls, so, who knows, fucking picture 509 could be the fucking missing link, um, if the photo was deleted after it was taken, the next photo would have been 509, indicating that the photo was deleted after all the other photos were taken. That gives me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, possibly the killer? Or possibly even the Panama police to eliminate the appearance of foul play? Um, so the theory kind of behind this this little gem is uh, it's obviously a small town. Uh, and it relies on tourists to keep their economy running. If there is a murder on their uh, most popular hiking trail, uh, that could deter tourists from coming to their town but that's just a theory who knows um so another search was immediately conducted after the backpack was found so we're back to the backpack sorry we forgot about the backpack for a second um so they searched near where the backpack was found um when search parties sourced oh when search parties scoured the area they quickly found neatly folded on a rock with the zipper still up. Oh, yeah. They found, uh, well, that was worded weird. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, they found Chris's shorts nicely folded on a rock with the zipper still up. So, like, she just was putting her clothes away, zipped her zipper up, and put them on a rock. Um, so folded neatly. Not washed up on the riverbank or covered in dirt. This had been, what, over 10 weeks? Because the backpack was found at 10 weeks. So, that's kind of terrifying. Um, the shorts were found by two other Nagobi women. And two months after that, uh, close to where the backpack was found, a boot was discovered. With a motherfucking foot inside it, people. The foot had a sock on it, and it was discovered that the bones had been fractured. Remember that I said, uh, or remember when? You remember. Remember when I said, uh, Lee Sand's foot was broken? Yes. Uh, this, uh, foot in a boot is, uh, Lee Sand's foot. Uh, near this gruesome discovery, a pelvic bone was also found behind a tree. Uh, Dutch authorities were able to determine that these remains belonged to both Chris and Lisanne. Uh, the pelvic bone was Chris's, the foot was Lisanne's. Along the river, more than 33 bones were found. 28 of them were found, oh wait, were from Lisanne's foot. Um... Her bones still had skin attached. Yuck. Um, but I guess that kind of makes sense if her foot was in a sock. And, you know, 
I've seen like bones and like caramel wine and stuff and it's like if it's in the water and then it's like protected by the sock kind of and then protected by the boot I uh, I don't know feet feet seem to fall off first I guess I don't know um anyway blah 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 her bones still had skin attached but Chris's pelvic bone had was seemingly or had seemingly been bleached um after these bones were we'll get back to that don't you worry um after these bones were discovered the weather became too much for uh search parties to endure and the search was left up to the indigenous people which honestly they probably would have done a better job if they were in charge of this entire thing because they fucking know the area um these bones were found in an area that was extremely, extremely, extremely isolated and was an entire day's trip away from where the girls began their hike. That's, yeah, that's far. Uh, so, where the fuck are the rest of their bodies? Uh, why does one set of remains still have skin attached and the other appear to be bleached? Why, people? Why? Uh, while the discovery of the backpack and the bones uh, was a huge breakthrough in the case, it unfortunately didn't help much due to the poor policing by the Panamanian authorities. After this evidence was found, no search grid was made of the surrounding area in an attempt to find anything else to provide some answers. So they kind of just found what they found and then fucking gave up. Um... After this evidence was found, little already said that. In addition, no soil samples sample, no soil samples were taken from where the the boot slash foot uh, was found uh, to make any comparison to the autopsy. Uh, the Dutch Forensic Institute discovered more than thirty unidentified fingerprints on the backpack. However. Panamanian investigators had made no print records related to the case. So they were essentially worthless, much like these uh, Panamanian investigators. Um, so despite all the police fuck-ups, uh, Dutch examiner stated that Chris and Lise Ann had been victims of a hiking accident. Um, given the rugged... Uh, geographical features of the area such an explanation would make sense uh dense jungles with uh rugged and treacherous terrain especially uh when it rains the girls were lost for over a week with heavy rains and mudslides uh carl wheel wilderness survival expert says their mistake was following the river to try and get on uh, the right trail, which is very common, um, which I've always heard, follow the river and you'll eventually make it back to where you're trying to, yeah, where you came from. Uh, but he says what they should have done was get to higher ground to try and get cell reception. Um, so I think they just... They were eventually trying to do that, but they just uh, figured that out a little too late. Uh, there's also a constant off-land wind, 
which makes it hard for dogs to pick up uh, your scent along with the rain, making it nearly impossible for search dogs to find the hikers or to pick up a scent. Um, so I honestly disagree um, about it being a hiking accident. Uh, the bones, I think, indicate that there was some sort of foul play. Uh, there were no animal markings, no bites, no scratches, uh, no imprints or uh, indications that the bones were broken up um, from impact, like from river rocks or whatever. Um, also, Chris's pelvic bone was bleached, not from exposure to the elements, um, which experiments were done, and uh, bones that were left out in the same um, like environment did not show the same um, decomp and bleaching patterns as her bones did, as her pelvic pelvic pelvis did. Some people say that the pattern of bleaching found on the bones and the extreme decay on certain body parts found are indica- indicative that the body that the bodies were uh, subject to lie, um, possibly subject subject to some chemical agent that purposefully accelerated the decomposition of the bodies. It's a commercial. Go away. Damn it, kid. Pure Romance is the nation's largest and fastest growing woman-to-woman direct seller of relationship enhancement and intimacy products, including sex toys, bath, beauty, and cosmetic products, creams, lubricants, and massage oils, lingerie, bedroom accessories, and gifts and jewelry. If you would like to browse my website, go ahead and type in pureromance.com backslash K-A-L-E-E-W-E-L-L-S. Frey Skincare Company is an incredible company that is made specifically for women that sweat. Athletic women that bust their ass every day in the gym. Uh, one of my personal favorites is the 123 Frey. Uh, the 123 Frey is a comprehensive daily three step routine that creates a clear complexion and a healthy glow. It combats exercise and sweat induced skin damage, breakouts, dehydration, sun damage, and signs of aging. It's as easy as 123 Frey. Frey Skincare offers a 100% money back guarantee. Go to www. FREskincare.com and use code KayleeW to save 25% on your order. That's K-A-L-E-E-W. Hot damn, I made it 30 minutes without fucking dying. Okay, anyway, so I can only record in 30-minute segments. I'm sure you guys remember this, maybe. Um... I know I've only been uh, recording in five-minute segments until this last segment, but this will be the last stretch, okay? We got two pages of notes left. Okay, so anyway, so the locals of Boquette do not believe that Chris and Lisanne were victims of a hiking accident. Bitch, neither do I. Um... 
so some of their questions also my questions are um why were there no larger bones where are the rest of their bodies there are no animals in this area that would eat an entire human skull so they 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 searched so much of this area and they literally only found foot bones and a pelvis so where's the rest of it where's the rest of them okay where um yeah so some of the theories um some locals and tour guides believe that the last man to see the girls alive is the primary Oh, is the primary, primary suspect, that could work, prime suspect. The day before the girls went missing, they were seen talking to a local guide in town. He had offered them a full package tour to see the area, including a guided hike to the Continental Divide and an overnight stay at his ranch. That's a little inappropriate and strange, but... The Continental Divide was literally just a couple hours. Why would they need to stop at his ranch? What the fuck ever. Fucking weird. Um, so for reasons unknown, the girls declined. Probably because they would creep the fuck out. Um, it is believed that this man was the last to see them alive. Uh, he was also the first person to discover their remains. Um, because he was a volunteer during most of the, uh, search parties. Uh, other women had previously complained about this guide harassing them, and he, uh, was known to bathe in the hot springs with the female tourists, which apparently was against code. Um, rumors suggest that he allegedly, uh, orchestrated the girl's abduction to commit a sex crime deep in the forest uh the remain the remains and personal items of the women were found a couple of hours by foot from his property um he obviously denied any involvement or uh, wrongdoing when questioned by questioned by reporters um, he obviously knew the era very well because he was a fucking tour guide and a local. Um, so this man was Feliciano Gonzalez. We talked about him earlier. We don't like him. I told you. Um, so I actually found a few reviews on TripAdvisor uh, stating that... Um, they didn't feel safe on their hike alone with him. Uh, these were women that, uh, reviewed him. Um, there were a lot that were like, he was an amazing tour guide, blah, blah, blah. But that was most, those were men or couples. This was, there were a few that were just girls, um, that were going to go by themselves and they felt very uncomfortable. I can actually read you one of them, maybe, possibly. Hopefully that's fine. Um, great guide, but not for women traveling alone. So, it's probably fine to read this, right? It's on TripAdvisor. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. Fucking send it. Um, okay. So, yeah, you can find this. It was reviewed July, uh, 
yeah, date of experience, September 2018, um, but the review was written in 2019, I guess, a couple months later, um, okay, it took me almost a year to finally post this review, I strongly recommend women to not hire Feliciano as your guide if you're by yourself, it's a big, uh, it's a big contrast if you look at the other reviews where Feliciano is described as a very nice guy, which he probably is for many people. I have to say he's very charming, funny, and you can probably as you wait, and you can probably as you will read in the other reviews have a great day with him. Did a walking tour with him. He's the guy that knows the area by heart. Not long after uh we left the subtly start wait Oh, not long after we left, he subtly started to flirt with me and also touched me. First my hand, but also my arms, shoulders, and legs. Even after telling him many times to stop doing that, he wears a big machete and suggests to chop wait and suggested to chop off my legs. This of course was a joke, but still, uh, was it a joke though, lady? Hmm. Um, maybe he's done it before. Uh, he has an obsession for Northern European women and I left very unsafe, or I felt, Jesus, I felt very unsafe. It's a personal story, but Google, Google his name and you'll unfortunately find more stories like this about him. Yeah, like this story I'm telling you guys today. Anyway, okay, also ranches and coffee growers in the area have easy access to a thing called quicklime which is used to break down the decomposition decomposing bodies of animals or maybe even humans um and it just so happens that our uh, good friend feliciano has a motherfucking ranch remember he invited the girls to his ranch yeah um, yeah, which this quick lime can also bleach the bones. So, hmm, I don't know. Feliciano seemed very suspicious. Um, so I think he, uh, so I think he definitely should have been looked into. Um, at least DNA testing or fucking fingerprinting. They didn't even do that. All these fucking fingerprints on this goddamn backpack. Maybe even on the phones, like, fucking seriously. Oh my god. So a big reason uh many believe that foul play is involved in the girls oh is involved is that the girls wouldn't have gone into the area they were found um on their own accord. Uh they weren't prepped, they weren't dressed uh or packed for the excursion like I mentioned earlier. Um they could have decided, like, on a whim to be spontaneous, uh, but I feel like when they started to feel like they realized that they were lost, um, they would have fucking just stayed in one spot or waited for, waited to be found. Like I said, they started calling around four and they left, what, around noon? So, I mean, that's really only a few hours, and if they stayed on the trail most of the time, I I don't know. I don't know how far off they could have gotten. I don't, they definitely didn't get that 12 miles out on their own. 
I know that. So that backpack was definitely placed by somebody. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, I probably would have just sat there and waited to be found. I know people are frantic and freak out and think that they can like find their way back easily and then end up getting more lost. But I think I would have just, I don't know, plopped down and just prayed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I think I read that there was like, like a lot of the tour guides are, were saying that, um, usually within the first couple hours, people get found like they notice that oh this hike only should have taken six hours and they've been gone for 10 hours so they start looking and usually pretty soon after they find them so that's why a lot of people think that foul play was involved um because they started searching for them what the next day so i don't know they were alive for almost a week after, so, I don't know, guys, um, but, uh, it is theorized that something or someone spooked them enough to make them keep pressing, uh, deeper and deeper into the dense jungle, uh, could it have been a vicious tour guide, sex traffickers, cartel hitmen, organ traffickers, pygmy cannibals highly unlikely but possible um or just a hiking accident gone wrong um so like i said i personally believe that uh they were murdered possibly by feliciano gonzalez don't like that guy uh, maybe a local indigenous person who knew the jungle uh, very well um and was able to track them and hunt them basically um i think if it were a hiking accident they would have found more pieces honestly that's what i yeah i think more pieces would have been discovered that's my little two cents so yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed that i thought i was gonna die coughing um but we fucking did it and uh, I'll post some of the pictures. Some of them are actually very creepy. And yeah. So if you guys want to add me on the Instagrams, uh, you can add me at serial uh, killers underscore seltzer on Instagram. Um, obviously, that is the podcast instagram you can also add me on my personal instagram that is fit underscore mama corn yeah so hopefully you liked this um like share review subscribe whatever the hell you do um one day maybe i'll make this a fucking visual visual uh yep visual episode yep whatever i'm trying to say visual medium is that correct seems correct um yeah so anyway hope you guys liked it um yeah cheers cheers everybody love you have a great weekend stay safe
And yeah, don't go on a hike in a foreign country and get murdered. Goodbye. I love you. See you later. Later, alligators. Bye. Hi, hello. I just wanted to do a little P.S. I love you. Um, so I just realized that it's uh, July 7th. So 7-7 and then there's seven segments to my seventh episode. You're fucking welcome. <sighs> so that's like, what, seven times that I almost died and I was interrupted. So that's it. That's all. Goodbye. Have a great fucking day. Goodbye. I'm going camping this weekend. Hopefully I live. Goodbye. I don't know how to end these, so that's just, just talking to myself. Okay, goodbye for real this time.